Welcome to Grey Roots Theory with your hosts, Sheena and Prince. We're talking about issues that matter and some that don't. Technological advances, gentrification, and the pursuit of social connections. Conversations get heated, emotions run high, but it's all love in the room. So cop a squat, hang out with us. Oh man, we're back. Welcome back. I'm drinking my agua. Staying hydrated and minding my business. You got your water? I do. Ooh. Oh, you got the big boy. Yeah. Uh, me too. I... <laughs> <laughs> How have you been feeling? Oh, I got a lot on my mind. I got a lot on my mind. Are you ready? I'm always ready. Okay, good. Because I'm starting anyway. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I was thinking a lot about um, like our previous episode when we talk about disassociating from my friends and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You also said that um, men acting emotional. And you was like, to other men, what that really means is he acting like a bitch. When they say it to us? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that got me to thinking, um, I wear my my Fitbit to sleep because I like the little stats it gives me. I'm like, ooh, I had like 43 minutes of REM sleep, you know? (laughs) Just weird stuff. (laughs) But um, when I got up this morning, I realized that my entire sleep cycle, so REM, light, deep, was three hours and 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Two hours and 50 something minutes of that was light sleep. Yes. Okay. So, so... <laughs> <laughs> there was something on my mind and I didn't want to get out the bed and sit at the computer and write everything down. And I don't, I don't know why. Um, but that's kind of what I want to talk about today. I got up at six o'clock this morning and I went for a run. I haven't done that in a long time, in a very long time. I, I'm surprised I am still upright right now. Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> so um, we talked about me disassociating from my friends and establishing my boundaries. And I wanted to explain why that is. Okay. Well, kind of, kind of a little bit, a little bit. Um, so my life was built on and around secrets, um, just because I'm a quiet and private person. So mm-hmm. that's why people aren't going to get a hundred percent of me all the time. Okay. Um, it was like that before the military, they just enforced and nourished it. <laughs> Okay. So you didn't talk about your feelings. You didn't even have feelings. You just do. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That was it. You just execute and perform. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um. So I tried the open up, you know, give myself 100% to the people that I was married to. Um. I tried that, but that did not work out. So I, I said, okay. I'm not going to do that anymore. and that's not why it didn't work out it was it was other reasons but of course my mind you know attributed it to that Mm -hmm. um 
so this is I I tend to perform very well. And I think you said this too. I perform at my best in the face of adversity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So when things happen in my life that kind of kick me back, um, push me a step back, I take three steps forward. Okay. So when my oldest son was 13, I lost custody of him. Mm -hmm. I went to school and got my bachelor's degree. When I lost my job and my oldest daughter was going through some things that she was going through, I went back to school and got my master's degree. During that same time, I mm -hmm. published a book and I bought the house. Um, so then oh. when, yeah, so then when my marriage fell apart, I went back to school for my PhD. So when these big things happen in my life, I tend to skip forward. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to balance the karmic scales of the universe. You know, you can't kick me that much and expect me to stay down. I'm trying to balance the scales. I need to do more so I can get my positive karma. So this month is June. This is mm -hmm. June. Um, half the year is already gone. Yep. In this six months, I have been uh, going through some things with the men in my life. And not just not guys I'm dating, but like co-workers and it's just been a whole lot. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been rejected four times. Twice was with the same person, which was completely my fault because I knew he was going to do it again. And I still let him back in and he did it again. The second oh, time. Hold on. Wait, I'm confused. I'm confused about the rejection. Are you saying that? What do you mean by reject? What was rejected? Not like you dating. or a situation. Dating. So I put myself out there and mm -hmm. they were like, yeah, no, I'm good. Okay. As you said, you went back in mm -hmm. knowing. Yeah. He, he rejected me the first time. Mm -hmm. And then when he came back and was like, um, let's try this again. And I did. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought, okay. I misunderstood. Okay. No, that doesn't, to me, that doesn't sound like, um, that doesn't sound like rejection. That sounds like games. But okay. trash is trash. Call it what you wanna. <laughs> okay. So my my seven to ten is really starting to look like nine to ten. And I haven't <laughs> met that one. Seriously, I, I haven't met the one. So I, I don't know. Um, so since this it this is June. So in this six months, since the beginning of this year, I've been rejected four times. Um, I've been lied to by a man I respect and admire. Mm -hmm. I've had my trust betrayed by a man I respect and admire. Mm -hmm. I have been harassed by a man I respect and admire. And I have been sexually assaulted by a man that I respect and admire. So while actually three of those happened within this last month, 
So while this is hold on, I'm sorry. All of that, yes, happened in six months. Uh huh. And three of those happened within the last month. Mm Hmm. Okay. So while I'm going through what I'm going through, I get up every day. I go to work. I do what I'm supposed to. I am the loving mother, dutiful daughter, great employee. I'm taking care of my clients. I'm smiling. I'm laughing. Um, doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing because I have responsibilities. So when I go to work, my week gets started. Monday, it's a, I got to go meet with a client and I need to consult with someone that previously lied to me, a man I respect and admire. Tuesday, I have these meetings I need to go to and the guy that betrayed my trust will be in those meetings. In these meetings. Mm. Wednesday is my office day. Um, so that's the guy that's harassing. So I'll get texts and calls all day long, even if I don't answer. Um, and then Thursday and Friday is me pretending that it's not awkward that I was sexually harassed and assaulted. So this is my week. This is my week. This is what I go through. I still get up, do everything I'm supposed to do. And I was talking to my therapist about it. And of course she said, um, not that it's my fault, but I tend to pick men that are emotionally unavailable. So I'm she like, said that to you or yes, or, she said that to me. Okay. So my, I was confused because I'm like, well, is that a question I should be asking from the beginning? Excuse me, are you emotionally available? So I'm not, I'm not quite sure how she expected me to know that from the beginning because everyone submits their representative in the beginning. Now, some of these men, I wasn't even trying to date. I just mm-hmm. work with them, they're colleagues. But she was like, in guys that I pick to be close to me, I tend to go towards the ones that are emotionally unavailable. So I, I'm, I'm confused now. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that's gotta be true. Because when I started dating that guy, he told me, he like flat out told me that like, you know, for the first three months, I'm going to text you and I'm going to call you and we're going to do things together and we're going to hang out and I'm going to take real good care of you. Now, right around month four, I'm going to, I'm not going to answer your text messages right away. Maybe like six, eight, 12 hours, maybe a whole day before I answer you. And then I'm going to make up some story about being, being too busy. Then right around month five, I'm going to make plans with you, but something is miraculously going to come up and I'm not going to be able to see you. And this is going to continuously happen. We're going to make plans. I can't see you, blah, blah, blah. And then when you get mad about it, I'm going to say, well, I don't know what you want me to do. You deserve better and break up with, break up with you. But if you don't get mad about it, then I'm going to say, you're just a cold, spiteful bitch, and I'm going to break up with you. So damn, damn if I do, 
And damned if I don't. Yeah, you're right. He did say that to me exactly when we first started dating. And she was like, are you being sarcastic? Fuck yes. Yes, I'm being sarcastic. How, you, how do you recognize stuff like that? Guys don't come out and tell you, I'm just going to ghost you right around month five. How, there's no way. There's no way that you can be prepared for anything like that. And maybe, maybe there are signs. You know where there also are signs? On the highway. There's street signs. But guess what? People still get lost. I'm a straightforward person. Yes or no. It is or it isn't. You will or you won't. You do mm -hmm. or you don't. So if it is not blatantly spelled out for me, I do not see it. I do tell people that I can't, I can't take a hint. I don't take hints. I need you to spell it out for me. Say the words. If you want me to understand something, say the words. So I don't know what signs she said I missed, but I'm, I'm trying to explain to her. I'm like, well, you were working with me long enough. You've been working with me long enough to know if there were signs, I missed them. I completely missed them. And I didn't see it in the beginning because everything's always great in the beginning. So, but this is still my fault that these men are in my life because I picked them to be in my life. Okay. But then going back to what you said about men getting emotional and other men saying, oh, you're just acting like a bitch. Please clarify for me, which bitch do you mean? Are you talking about they're acting like a female dog? Or are you referring to women as bitches? Because this emotional bitch right here gets up and do what the fuck I got to do every day, regardless of what the hell is happening when I walk out this door. Is this the bitch you're talking about? This emotion? The one that goes and handles her shit? Please explain. Okay. Um, one, I appreciate you for expressing all that. I'm actively processing everything you said. Okay. Um, so I'm bear with me because I'm trying to trace all the way back. Um, oh, okay. Wait a minute. Sorry. I got something else. It just popped into me. Okay. I've got one more thing. Okay. Yes. So there was, there was a guy that I had talked to a while ago. Hadn't spoken mm -hmm. to him in months. Been a long time. Um, last week, actually, he texted me and said, Hey, how you doing? Good morning. You know, how's things going? So I answer, you know, good morning. Everything's fine. How are you? He's like, yeah, I'm great. Um, you think I can get one of your world famous massages? Sir, I, I haven't heard from you. So you know what? I, I I didn't even entertain it. No. That was my reply. N-O, send. He came back with, I'll be good. So this time I said, no, thank you. Send. Then he came back with, I want to see you. Motherfucker, why do I have to say no three goddamn times? Seriously? I'm, I'm starting to think it probably is me. Like, why? No means no. I, I left no error there. There was no error. N-O, mm. send. The last time I said, no, thank you, please. Explanation point. Get the fuck off my phone.
Okay. Um, like I said, one, thank you for sharing. Uh, I know you don't like sharing, so I appreciate it. Um, two, um, I am, I won't say that I understand because I feel like that's minimizing what your experience is. I can say that I can empathize with the idea of being frustrated with that, with every situation that led up to then. Um, and you said this was all, I'm obviously, um, we all have heard the statistics with women, specifically black women being higher with dealing with, uh, sexual assault, harassment, so on and so forth from, I think like age nine and up. So, Mm -hmm. you know, for those who don't know, please look it up. The information is there. It's so not, I'm, it's not uncommon. We do this every day. Right. Right. Um, what, what to one of your questions, um, I don't know if it was rhetorical or not, but it was, uh, okay. Uh, for the, but you still feel like answering <laughs> for the viewers. Um, obviously we grew up in a different time. So I will say this. Because I'm not going to sit here and lie like we still don't use those terms privately. Niggas will sit here and lie and say, oh, see, bitch, no. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. If you grew up in our time, you still say it. I, for clarity, I know it's not for you, but for clarity, for those listening, I personally feel like just like hoe can be unisex, I feel like bitch can be unisex. I think when men are saying it with each other, what they're saying is the the ignorant phrase of women are so emotional. Mm-hmm. And they can't, meaning they can't make logical decisions. So what they're saying is you are acting in this ignorant idea of women acting. You just, you're not even capable of being logical right now. When actuality to your second point about trying to open up and express to men like what this is what I need this is what's going on um I'm trying to be open up and you're saying it didn't work and you're not saying that's the root cause of those marriages that occurred but you did feel like I made an effort (laughs) to open up and express this only to get burned in the end what I think in most cases like that is that men including myself um I think I gave the example before of you telling a child to go vote at 18 and you've only mm-hmm. taken like two or three government class, like real government, not the mm-hmm. states and all that, like real government classes. And then they say, oh, 18, go vote for the United <laughs> States president. And you have no, like them mm-hmm. little classes you took ain't enough. There's history, there's psychology, there's patterns, so on and so forth. It's the same with men. I will honestly say that I told you in a previous episode, I was uncomfortable saying like, I didn't like how buddy talked to me. Mm-hmm. It would turn into, hey, bro, you trying to slap box. Or it would turn into these weird, like, I get more hoes than you. It's these really strange phrases that kind of mean what you're feeling, but it's not clear. Yeah. 
And so it's like this little tit for tat. And I've gotten to like thinking back of homeboys I used to have. I'm realizing now like, oh, he didn't like what I said. Mm, okay. And he wanted to fight because it hurt his feelings. It wasn't like, oh, you ain't going to try me. No, you you got your feelings. Prime example. I told him real short. I told a nigga one day he was ugly. Now, where I grew up, we called everybody ugly. It didn't matter how good you looked. We called you ugly. It's just what it was. And in the midst of that discussion, and it wasn't an argument. We was just like kicking it, talking shit. And that word must have really bothered him because he was like, I'll beat your ass. I was like, oh, first of all, who ass you going to beat? Secondly, <laughs> okay. what you talking about? I'm like, nigga, you ugly. What you talking about? You still ugly. You say what you want to say. But thinking back, like, after me and that person had got real cool. That might have been a trigger word for him. Exactly. Yeah. And because, to the example of the government classes, men are not taught, and I get it, women. Oh, you want us to be emotionally. There's a lot. I know what you are saying. But I mm-hmm. strongly stand by it. I do not believe that. How can I put this? I think women, in reality, a lot of times, I'm not saying all, I'm saying the general idea when this is said, men need to be more emotional. I think what they're saying, or they're allowed to be emotional. I don't believe that. I think what they're saying is. We want y'all to be more emotionally intelligent. Not mm-hmm. always express it, but we want you to be aware. I think that's what a lot of women are saying. Because if a man cries more than once in a small bed, you hear the phrases. More than once a day is too much. I don't even cry once a day. But you also don't cry often. <laughs> so it's like that's yeah. not it's it's yeah. a case by case situation but at the same time I'm like well I'm not saying it's an excuse at all because the society is built by us anyway so we're just affected by the, cre- the creature we created so I full transparency literally had a conversation with my wife recently where she asked me why I responded to something the way I did and I couldn't give her an answer I had to sit there and think about it. I had no idea why I was feeling that. In that moment, I had to sit down. And I was like, honestly, I don't know. And then it came down to something that I think my mom used to do or my uncle, one of them. And I was just like, that bothered me more than I realized. And it didn't mm-hmm. register till now. But because I wasn't being taught, how to mm-hmm. correctively adjust or act on an emotion, whether it's positive or negative, either one. Cause sometimes you get too hype and do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. We yeah. weren't taught that. And so I understand that in a lot of cases, men tend to remember I say every nigga got a trash nigga in them. Mm-hmm. Men tend to cling to a lot of times cling to what's least vulnerable because it's showing weakness. Mm-hmm. You, and that goes back to, oh, you act like a bitch. Because you you can't quantify how much you love somebody. You can't measure it. So you have to show it or do some, some things mm-hmm. to express that. And 
in my opinion, I'll say this. I think getting married, I'm not talking about the paperwork or whatever. I'm talking about like the emotional connection or commitment you make to another person. I think getting married is like giving somebody a loaded gun with all your triggers in it and trusting them not to pull the trigger. They have, when you think about it, the people who hurt you the most are usually the closest to you because the people you don't care mm-hmm. about can't hurt you. Right. Joe Blow down the street, you don't give a fuck about him. He call you a nigga, he call you ugly, call you a bitch. Don't care right. Yeah. But the person you care about, who you trust and admire, can hurt you because you like, wait, you know me. Mm-hmm. Why? Me? Out of everybody. Right. Me. And... I understand the statement of picking people. I think that it's easier said than done. I'll say that. I think it's easy to, I, I'm not, clearly I'm not a therapist. So I can't correct you there. I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm <laughs> saying that sometimes the action of responding to that correct diagnosis at whatever level of the spectrum it is, the response to it is harder than people realize. Like, I hate when people say, oh, this is common sense. Well, common sense for me is software algorithms. Is that common mm-hmm. sense for you? Like, that's not... Right. Yeah. So, I think if your examples haven't always been the best, you only have those examples. If your examples have only been the best, you only have those examples going back to black and white. Well, what about everything in between? If you've never played basketball a day in your life, yeah, you might have played football, but like that's a completely different mentality. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different movements, body parts, all that muscles, all that stuff. It's so different. How the game is played, blah, blah, blah. When you switch over, now you're in a world like let's say your whole life you've only had football examples as far as the analogy with men you go out and they're like oh well you keep picking football players well nigga, that's all i know that's <laughs> all i know yeah <laughs> like so now you almost have to go to school like and that's not easy no it's, no, it's not especially if you're a person that doesn't like to engage with humanity too much that you prefer <laughs> we talked about that too when you um because you told me about how you was exhausted after one of your sessions Listen. after that Listen. one i was done <laughs> i was so done i i wanted to cancel my next appointment i was like i i don't know what you want me to do i don't know what you want me to do i am not purposely going out here saying Where's the emotionally unavailable guys? You, yep, you coming with me. I'm not doing that. You know? I, I think I think I understand the statement, though. I do understand, like, we've all done it. We've all had, like, that whole idea of having a type. It might not. When we say type, a lot of times we say physical. We're talking about physical. I think, however, though, character traits, you all, we all had a homeboy, that homegirl that keep picking that type of chick or that type of dude. And you like, bro, why you keep, nah, cause she thick and the other one was skinny. That's the same person in a different package. It's the same exact person. You putting trash in a pan versus a box. 
the same thing. Still gonna be trash. <laughs> However, like I, I think there are ways. You know what? You just made me realize a conversation I had before, and it just triggered in my mind. I made a comment because I think um, I messaged you a while ago about like questions when you're talking to people. Mm -hmm. And I remember you had made a comment about not liking, not feeling comfortable or not liking and not feeling like you're good at small talk. Mm -hmm. I think that corporate America really helped me. Actually, the job I got fired from. Talk okay. about being put up against the wall. <laughs> this is my first job out of college in my That's field. Best, those are the best life lessons. When I got fired from there, I realized one of my one of the homies asked me, he was like, What do you think you could have did different? Now his timing was terrible, but it was a good question. Cause I was like, well, the guy didn't like me. Like it wasn't like I literally had to get in touch with HR and all that stuff later. Like it was a thing. But he was like, what do you think you could have did different? And I was like, you know what? I didn't go to all them lunches. I didn't play the game. Of course, I didn't know to your point about your only example has been football. I didn't know. I had no exposure to real corporate America. I had no, I was in a new state I had never lived in before. I was in a new region. (laughs) It's like my first day in Michigan was my interview i'd never been there before and i don't understand the culture i don't know mid at the time i didn't know midwest culture i didn't know midwest version of racism and all the other stuff and i was just like now looking back oh i could have could have should have but i didn't know it's things that you know you don't know and things you don't know that you don't know Mm, unknown unknowns unknown unknowns (laughs) and you just you can't help it i've never been in the military i just had a 50 million hour conversation with you (laughs) trying to understand the process because i don't know nothing about it i'm an outsider having explained that too i was like gosh that he's right that is a lot i didn't even (laughs) you didn't think about it because that's what you knew yeah, it didn't dawn on me. I was like, wait a minute, that's a little confusing. I hope he got some of that because that is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think with that, uh, a valuable lesson I learned from one of my closest homeboys. Um, I'm not going to say his name, but we went to school together. He's a bros, Omega Software Fraternity Incorporated. He, uh, When I met him, he didn't have a lot of homies. And I used to always like when we got cool. I was like, "Bro, you, you cool, bro? Why you ain't kicking it with nobody?" And he had a rough upbringing or whatever, drugs and stuff like that. You know, same age old story, right? But he was like, he just got used to going out by himself, and he was like, "I'm good on my own." And the way he said it, I didn't pick it up. But then after getting older, I was like, "Let me try going to the movies by myself," just like. Cause I used to look at it like it was lame, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, this is actually kind of nice." It's just, it's like, I ain't got nobody to wait on. Like it, it was weird, but then it made me realize. I was like, "I'm gonna go to the bar by myself. I'm gonna go to a lounge by myself." And slowly but surely, I was like, 
I can meet people. I can chill or whatever. So that was going on at the same time that the job I got fired from. Mm -hmm. And then when my man asked me that question, after that, my job offers just started coming in because I started treating it a different way. But until I had went through the hell of being backed up into that corner and not knowing what to do, and the job I got put into was an uncomfortable job. I was supposed to be basically a design test engineer, right? And then they told me the first day, oh, we got a curveball. How do you feel about quality engineer? Don't know what that is, but I got bills to pay. Rent ain't going to stop, so I'm going to take this job. <laughs> Changed my title day one before I did anything, any paperwork, no wow. nothing. And because of that, I had to do small talk. And what I realized from that is you pick up a lot having small talk. And now I'm curious as to, is that why so many of them do that? Because it's a very interesting way to get information without being nosy, for real. Because, mm -hmm. you know, church folk, they, they kind of sneak, ask you a question. Yeah. But it's yeah. not sneaky at all. That small talk, like I said, I, I think when I ask questions, a lot of times I'm trying to be careful because I'm viewing it one way. Like you said, from a military standpoint, you thinking of it one way. If I go out and let's say me and you chilling and you see a dude and you like, ooh, I will immediately be like, mm, I don't know. Now, let's say I say ask four questions. You ask those four questions. You are just asking the questions. I am looking for something very specific. Um, yeah, if you give me four questions to ask, I'm going to ask them because you asked me to. But I'm not really <laughs> paying no attention to the answers. That's important. They're not, they're not my questions. Yeah. That that one, well, that's a whole nother story. But one person, one person used to always say to me, ask the right questions. And I used to always agree. And I strongly agree. The problem is you can't ask the right questions if you're not considering what's being said. It's always a follow-up. I have no idea what the right questions are. I don't know. Like, is there something I specifically should be asking that will tell me who's emotionally unavailable? Because I really will do that. <laughs> I, I, I think the the i think personally me myself personally i <laughs> uh that that's going to be the challenge that's the challenge for you great yeah i i think that's it because it's what you're looking for and i completely understand it because it makes 100 percent sense what you're looking for is give me instructions so i can execute Here's a target. Here's an objective. <laughs> I'm gonna put in the work. I'm not stressing about work. I'm getting my hands dirty. Well, we gotta oh, go some I ain't consider tripping. it done. <laughs> I, I don't. I completely understand that. At the same time, unfortunately, people are not binary. It's not black and white. It's a lot of gray. And 
can I can I get the black and white dough so that I can determine my own shade of gray? I mean, because I, I feel like I'm only getting either black or white. I'm not getting both. I think that that's interesting. That's interesting. So you only get in black or white. I think that the gray is a place that's going to be uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. It ain't going to be. It's uncomfortable for you. And it's going to be a challenge, unfortunately, that I heard this saying, I think it's an Ethiopia saying, the best way to learn how to cut a tree is to cut a tree. There's absolutely nothing you could do to prepare you for that. Like somebody told me once, the best way to learn how to start a business is to start a business. Nobody can teach you that, unfortunately. You have to go out, put yourself in an uncomfortable situation and have conversations and slowly start to pay attention. Maybe not start off with like, Oh, I want to date you. Start off with like you'll you slowly start to notice things. It's like kind of like a car. Like you start hearing stuff, but you be like, oh, it's just it. Nah, nah, nah. Because if you had a used car before, it ain't just that. That's how about to blow. Mm-hmm. Or that alternate about to go. But you have to have driven a car before. It's kind of like same thing with fighting, same thing with being in the military, same thing with like all these different examples, like getting hit for the first time football. Nobody can prepare you for that. You got to get hit. You it's just that's yes, how it works. Is. I mean, I guess I just that wasn't really the point of my story. I was trying to get clarification. I just I wanted to explain why I was disassociating why it meant so much to me to do that disassociating emotionally right okay and physically um because i was just my i had peaked i had Mm. peaked and i was starting to understand that whole straw thing i'm like you know camels is like the strongest animal there is you know they right up there with horses they can carry two three people you know they're really strong the straw that hurt the camel's back just that one little straw i was really starting to understand that i'm like oh and my mind works the way my mind works the way my mind deals with stress or any kind of trauma or anything denial and avoidance that's something I know that my mind automatically does, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So when I push it so far down because I'm not going to deal with it, it's not. I push it so far back into my memory that I completely forget about it. I had no idea that it happened. There are gaps in my life. I'm like, what the heck did I do at age 11? There are gaps that I am missing because my mind has said that eh, we'll need that. Let's not ever think about that. Unfortunately, though, mm-hmm. I remember when it happens again. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. So all those emotions and feelings from whatever happened. Initially, come back. Happen again? Yeah. I'm like, oh, gosh, no. Yeah. Huh. Nothing triggers my memory. It's funny <laughs> you said that. Because I've talked to therapists about I was like, I don't remember 
mm-hmm. nine years old. Like I don't remember. Yeah. I remember moments, but I never tied it to like trauma. I was something, like, oh. and it might not be. You know, you might not have gone through something. It might have just been nothing happened. But as I was, as things were happening to me as an adult, memory started coming back. I was like, dang, I was so, so traumatized that I had completely blocked it out and forgot. Yeah, it was gone. (laughs) I understand. I I, I'm not gonna say I understand. I'm um (sighs) I don't wanna be um a burden. Maybe not burden is the right word. Stop. Stop! Stop! You know what? I'm stop. really. I'm not. No, I and mean, maybe burden is not the right word, but I'm thinking about like my friends now that I have kind of backpedaled on because I just wanted. I just. I'm because I've got too much. I got too much right now, and I'm not. I'm really not trusting anybody. I knew you was gonna say that. <laughs> I knew. I think I literally feel like I just told you one of my homeboys hit me. I literally told you a week ago. One of my homeboys hit me up. He was going off. And I was like letting him get it all out. Mm-hmm. We chopped it up for a second. He got off the phone. A week later, he calls me back. My bad, man. I was acting like, again, to that perfect example. He was like, man, I was on that bitch shit, man. I'm sorry, man. My fault, man. I was sitting there crying and shit. What are you apologizing for? I'm not apologizing. I'm not saying you. I'm <laughs> saying for him. But at the same time, you're not apologizing, but you slowly trying to make a reason. I'm giving that explanation. Like, yeah. You having a bad time. It's realistic to be like, I am down. Now, to your point, it's some people. You're not dumping it on people. Like every time Definitely somebody not. talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> Child. What? <laughs> Absolutely not. And I've had this conversation. I've had conversations with people that I've backpedaled from. And I just told them, like, I'm just going to disappear for a little while. I really am. I I don't. Okay. Again, I'm not a therapist. I don't think that backing away every time is what you should be doing. Yeah, whatever. It's how I deal with it. Okay. (laughs) Give me a minute. Goodness gracious, give me a minute to deal with how I'm going to deal with it. Avoidance and denial. Once it's forgotten, I'll be back. (laughs) And on that note, we should go ahead and wrap it up. (laughs) So I just wanted to get my point across today and Prince is always telling stories every time. I promise you say sneeze <laughs> and then he got a story. Something done happened in college or in high school with some girl or his homie. Something happened at work. He got a story for every single thing. And I said, you know what? Not today. Not today you won't. My story's today. Thank well, you. I would love more stories. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> we go get some more stories out of shit. We we go make <laughs> that. Now, unfortunately, my stories when I, I get heated, I start cussing and everything, and it feels weird to me. <laughs> That's a good story. That means the emotion coming up. That's oh, yeah. good. Cuss out. A lot of emotion up in there. <laughs> All right. 
Well, we appreciate y'all for listening to another one. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I did too. I hope I didn't get too deep for you. I wasn't trying to. Oh, get all of this. We can get there. <laughs> Any for oh, Let's go there. <laughs> I love it. Yes. We will see y'all on the next one. Y'all have a good week. And we so appreciate y'all. Hey, y'all, we really want to thank you for listening to us here on the Grey Roots Podcast. If y'all feel in the conversation, please make sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. And if you don't, man, do the same thing. And if you ain't got nothing nice to say, keep your comments to yourself because your opinion does not matter. And I'm gone.